we believe God is at work in a powerful way and that he has a powerful word for you and for me today. And uh, the title of this message uh, for this Sunday is Beacon of Hope. God wants us to be reminded that Jesus is our greatest beacon of hope, but that he's also calling us to be a beacon of hope. Let's pray. Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your people that are here today. And I thank you, Lord, that you are at work and that, Lord, you are powerfully at work, that you are the way maker, the miracle worker, the light in the darkness. We need to be reminded of who you are today. So Jesus, I ask for your help. I ask for your help through your spirit that you would reveal who you are anew to us. Open up our eyes that we would behold great and wonderful things in your word. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are experiencing the darkness in its many forms, that today the light of your love would shine on their hearts and that, Lord, each person here would walk away encouraged and inspired because of you. Lord Jesus, I look forward to the day where we're together in heaven and there's no social distancing and we can embrace you and embrace one another and experience your love. But Lord, while we're here on this earth, we need your word and we need truth and we need grace. Lord, help us to overcome the darkness and speak to us and give us ears to hear what you would say. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, church, again, my name is Ray. I am excited to be with you. Um, We are okay. We live here in Manhattan in East Harlem, and it has been a difficult time, but we're okay. But I do want to, I want to paint a picture as we start out this message. Um, I'm going to point us to Jesus. I'm going to point us to to our world. And then I'm going to ask you to respond in in three different ways. But I want to be honest. I I believe in cultivating trust by being vulnerable. And so I want to be vulnerable with you just for a few minutes. So March comes around. We have this pandemic. And honestly, There was a point in March where as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, this pandemic, the new cycle, it was having a way in my heart that I found myself spiraling down into this place of paralysis, a place of fear. I can remember being home and thinking about the ministry, thinking about the economy, thinking about how this would impact us. Am I going to still have a job? What if I or my son, who both have asthma, what if we get this virus? We couldn't go out. It felt like fear was just at the threshold of our door. Going grocery shopping became this military-like operation of protection, of distancing, of waiting, of decontamination. And in that, in that time in March, I was just not in a good place. And as, as, as people, as people who believe in God, who trust God, that's okay. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be, um, to acknowledge that's where we're at. It's not okay to stay there because it's not healthy. 
But I did call out on the Lord. I did call on the Lord. I did pray. I did ask God. I was so scared. But it was in, in that darkness. It was clearly darkness that the Lord Jesus was a beacon of hope to me. Oh, and what a great beacon of hope. What a timely, what a responsive God our God is. And he did not want me to be consumed by the darkness, but he wanted to remind me of who he is. And I want to remind us today of who our Lord, our God is. And so if you will, I'm going to ask you to turn with me to John. This is such a, <clears throat> just such a, a great passage to just always go back to, to be reminded of who our God is, to be reminded of who, who Jesus Christ is. And so I'm going to read out of the NIV, John 1, verses 1 to 14. And it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Christ, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word of the Lord. Amen. Well, family, church, I want to point out some things from this passage. I know there are many passages in Scripture that talk about light, that talk about Jesus. But the Lord has brought me to this passage in this season for such a time as this, to be reminded of who Jesus is and to be reminded of who God calls us to be. And so I want to point out a few things as we look at this this beautiful passage. First of all, God, Jesus Christ, our Lord, was there in the beginning. He will be there in the end. Through him, all things were created. And I want to ask us to just gaze on the power and the majesty and the beauty of our Lord, our God, today. In the midst of the darkness, I know that we are going through difficult experiences of darkness. Some of us in the business world, we have deals that 
have not gone the way we had hoped. We're worried about the economy. That's darkness. Um, some of us have physical ailments that are just unexpected, are just a frustration that we're concerned about. That's darkness. Some of us are dealing with wounds that have been stirred up because of the racial uh, the racial tension that we see, the protests, the, the senseless killing of, 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 in, of, of lives of people of color. And we're, we're having to revisit whether you're white, black, Asian, Hispanic, we're having to revisit some realities about our country and about our own journey, about our own experiences. And that, that in a sense is darkness. Some of us have loved ones, children that we care about that we raised in the faith that are just not where we would want them to be in their relationship with God. That's a form of darkness. There's those of us who have had friendships that people have walked away from us or have betrayed us or have abandoned us. That's darkness. Darkness is, is in many shapes and forms. We've, we may know people who have, passed away unexpectedly because of this pandemic, this virus. We have to wear masks and gloves and we have to be so careful. That's a form of darkness. And so here we are in the midst of a world that has been completely disrupted. The world has been disrupted. And we find ourselves vulnerable. We find ourselves confronting fears and confronting anxiety and confronting grief. But the Lord, we need to remember that God has given us the greatest beacon of hope. And that beacon of hope is who John starts his, his, his whole book with. In the beginning was God. And through him, all things were made. And in Jesus, first of all, we know that he is all powerful, that he created everything. There is nothing outside of his power. And that's important for us to be reminded. Our God is all powerful. And so the darkness that we experience, the darkness that we have to confront in its different shapes and forms, whether it's cancer or the things that I've shared, we have a God who lives outside of that. He is all powerful. We need to be reminded of who Christ is. It also goes on to say that in him was life, and that life was the light of men. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. In Jesus, there is revelation. In looking at Jesus, there is revelation to confront our darkness. There is revelation to confront our darkness and to open our eyes to understand that in our darkness, we have a Savior. Jesus Christ, and that he is the light in the darkness. What I love about beacons, a beacon is, it guides us, it guides, uh, it guides us through danger to bring us to safe harbor, like a lighthouse. It will guide ships to navigate dangerous waters to find their place to a safe harbor. And likewise, God knew, he knows how broken our world is. He knows right now in 2020 where our world is. And he knows it's dark and he loves us and cares for you and I. 
And he wants us to be reminded today that he is the light of the world and that in him is life. The word life, I want you to understand that to mean there is deliverance. There is salvation. In the different forms that we have, for me, it was me lying in bed crippled by fear, saying, God, what is going to happen? And calling out to him, and he responded to me. He responded to me and gave me hope. He gave me a sense of expectation that, Ray, I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Though you walk through these different trials, I am with you. And I will be your life. He wants to be a beacon of hope. And so I would ask of you today, are you looking more at circumstances? Are you looking more at the storm or this pandemic or the the tensions that we're experiencing? Are you looking at those things more than Jesus? Jesus is calling us today to look to his light. He is the great beacon of hope. He is the great beacon of hope. And I I, want to say that, for, for us, we can see Jesus being a, a light in so many situations in Scripture. We can see him being a light at that first wedding where they were ran out of, out of wine and he, he does the first miracle and he, 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 he creates that wine so that that wedding can go on and that could be a wonderful, joyful time. God is he's for us. We see him being a light and a beacon of hope in, 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 in the woman who was caught in adultery, in the woman who was caught in adultery and who was brought to be condemned by him, he was a light to her. He did not condemn her. We see Jesus being a light to those that were crippled, though the woman with the issue of blood, he was a light to her. He was a beacon of hope. She knew if I just touch his garment, I could experience deliverance. We see him for the paralytic, for the lepers for he was he was willing to touch those people who were untouchable who felt shame who were who were marginalized he was willing to to have a conversation with the samaritan woman there was racial tensions even in jesus day and he came to dismantle those boundaries that we create in our sin and to show everyone has dignity everyone has has worth He was a light. He was a beacon of hope to that woman. Can you imagine that Samaritan woman hearing from Jesus who who said, there's going to come someone to save us, the Messiah. And he says to her, I who speak to you am he. He's saying that to us today, church, the beacon of hope, Jesus, the light of the world. He is with us. He is for us. But I love this passage because then it goes on to say this. It says, there came a man who was sent from God. There came a man who was sent from God. I want you to, and I want us to think for a moment about us being a beacon of hope. He is our beacon of hope. We get to experience his deliverance, but he wants us to be, he wants us to experience him so that we ourselves can be a beacon of hope. It says here that there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. I want you for a moment to imagine this was being written about L-I-A-C today. And I want you to put your name there. There came a woman who was sent from God. Her name was Fran. 
there came a man who was sent from God. His name was Peter. There came a woman sent from, from God. Her name was Adelisa. God is calling you and I, the way that he called John, to be a witness, to be a beacon of hope in a dark world. And it says that he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. In a dark world, people are hungry for hope. They want to know that somehow darkness does not win and you and me, sons and daughters of the King of Kings, of the light of the world, he's called us to be a city on a hill. He's called us to shine his light and to be a beacon of hope that we would point them to the one who is faithful, the one and the only light of the world. It goes on to say that he was in the world and though the world was made by him, they didn't recognize him. And there are people all around us that don't recognize Jesus. They don't recognize that he is the savior. He is the deliverer. He is the God who will never leave them nor forsake them. But we have to be a beacon of hope. We have to be light. And how do we do that? How do we do that? Do we just shout from the corner, from the street corner? Do we, do we post abrasive posts on social media to push our views on people? No. We follow Jesus' beautiful example. It says here that, first of all, he wants to make us his sons and daughters. How beautiful that God, he doesn't want us to just be people who subscribe to a religion. He is so relational that he adopts us into his family to be his precious sons and daughters. Do you see the love? Do you see the relationship? And God is calling us to be a beacon of hope through our relationships. He wants us to be relational. And how do you, how do, you do that? He, he's so perfect that he showed us. He showed us in verse 14, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling. I love the version that says, and moved into the neighborhood. God is calling us to look to him to be a beacon of hope for us, and then to look to the, the world, our neighbors, and to be a beacon of hope for them by shining, by, by bearing witness, by doing that through real relationship. Maybe it means being a, a friend to someone that we're We've not been a friend to. And so in closing, what the Lord has put on my heart to share with us is, I want to call us to, to applying this truth. It says, um, sorry, my timer went off. We need to be not just hearers of the word, right? LIAC, church, we need to be doers of it. So here are three ways I would ask you to consider taking this word that the Lord has given us and putting it into action. First of all, your response. How will you respond today? Where do you find yourself? Have you been consumed by darkness? Is there something in your life right now that just not, is not going right? It is going so wrong and you're hurting and you're scared and you're anxious. Will you respond by looking to the Lord looking to the Lord in prayer, looking to the Lord through his word. 
Remember Peter? Peter failed God miserably. He said, even if, if they all leave you, I will not. I will give my life. And then he went and denied Jesus three times. But even then, Jesus was a beacon of hope to Peter. And when he resurrected, he, he was there on the beach and he made breakfast for Peter and he showed him hope. He showed him, Peter, your story isn't over. And I think there's someone on here that you've just wrestled with your own sin. Darkness is in the form of your own brokenness, your own failure. And Jesus is saying, I want to be your light and I want to bring you to safe harbor and there is a future for you. Will you respond to Jesus today? I want to ask you to also consider pursuing. Will you pursue Jesus and will you pursue your neighbor? Will you pursue Jesus in making a relationship with him your priority? Going to his word daily. There's so many wonderful apps that you can, you can join to, to read God's word regularly. It's so important that you recalibrate daily your heart so that you're redirected and reoriented to the beacon, that lighthouse. But also, will you pursue other people? Will you be a witness? We have this virtual spaces now where we can invite others to join in on us, to build relationship, build a sense of community. Do you have a list of people, three people, 12 people that you want to pursue and be a light and be a witness to? Lastly, will you shine? Will you shine the light of the gospel? We have good news for a world that needs good news. There's so much bad news. I'm tired of the bad news. We need to shine. We need to share the hope of Jesus. And not just good news, but the good news that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. We need to enter into those spaces, those uncomfortable spaces, where we can share that. But we do that relationally. We don't do that with a hammer to get our point across, to prove that we're right. We do that by walking alongside of people and earning the right to be heard. The way Young Life does with our students, our 2,267 students, we, we first show up. We just show up and say, hey, I'm here. You guys are important. I want to know what's going on in your life. And then we build relationships. We learn their names. We begin having conversations. And then eventually we, we, we give them credible experiences. We surround them with adults who love them. And then we take them to a place where we say, hey, we have someone we want to introduce you to. Someone who has changed our lives. Someone who is there for us, who never leaves us, will never forsake us. And we introduce them to Jesus. And that, that's what God is calling you and I to do in our spheres of influence. And so today, um, I want to ask us, church, to look to the beacon of hope, who is Jesus, to be a beacon of hope. Jesus calls us to go and to be a light. And so I would ask that you would respond. I would ask that you would pursue. And I would ask that you would shine that light so brightly. And I want to conclude with this. Jesus said in John 8, verse 12, our golden verse, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Father, thank you so much for this beautiful family. 
for my LIAC family, for my friends who have loved me well for many years. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst. Thank you for being our light and calling us to be light. I pray, Lord, that your sons and daughters would be inspired today and encouraged today and that they would experience your life in Jesus' name. Amen.